Folks, if you'd like a copy of my best-selling first book, Tales of a First-Round Nothing, head on over to ecwpress.com. If you'd like a copy of my second book, Tales with TR, Fights, Film, and Folklore, head on over to www.flankerpress.com. If you'd like either copy personalized, just add a note. Thanks for listening to my podcast, and happy reading. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls from beautiful St. John, New Brunswick. Welcome to Tales with TR. I'm your host, Terry Ryan Jr. Good to be with you. What am I doing in St. John, New Brunswick? Well, I think I've mentioned this 8,000 times on my podcast, but I like to play ball hockey. So we're here for the ball hockey national championships. I'm playing with the legends division. Um, which is over 45, and I'm also playing with the Masters division, which is over 34. And I was going to, well, I was going to help, you know, be a spare as I usually do with the men's open team, the Newfoundland Black Horse, but they didn't make it here this week, unfortunately. So uh, when a team, and Newfoundland was good, I just think they didn't have the organization uh, this year to go. So there's Newfoundlanders dispersed, picked up by other provinces. That's the way it works. So a lot of people have been asking me how, uh, I mean, in the regular division. So there's a women's team here, a master's team, and a legends team. And I qualify for the legends now. I didn't even realize it was a division, but the boys asked me to play. Why not? But here's how it goes for those that don't know. And I often post about like the worlds and the nationals and Chicklets Cup and people get mixed up. Chicklets Cup is on its own. That's an invitational thing. It's not. It has nothing to do with the International Street Ball Hockey Federation. That's the ISBHF. It has nothing to do with the Canadian Ball Hockey Association. That's CBHA. There's lots of players that are involved in both, involved in the Chicklets Cup, but it's an invitational thing. And uh, it just so happens that most of the guys that I use are, you know, ex-Team Canada guys, Team Newfoundland guys, uh, just because of, uh, well, I mean, A, they're the best in the world, but they're my buddies. And uh, his, you know, he he asked me to get some players together. So, the, but the Chicklets Cup is on its own. That's its own thing. What I'm at right now is the is the national championships that happens every year, right? And there's a men's division, a men's open division. There's a female open division, and then you've got Masters over 34, Legends over 45. That was just the Legends was just a thing recently, but um. And then there's like under 23 worlds, under 21, under 19, 17, 15, right down. Okay, right down to 15. 
So there's a nationals for that every year as well. It's, although it's not always in the same spot as, as you know, there'd be too much going on right now. There's, I don't know, 50, 60 teams in town, right. With all the divisions that are happening and the, the 15, 17 and 19 nationals, they were in St. John's just a couple weeks ago. So there's a lot going on under the CBHA umbrella, which is Canadian ball hockey. And again, that's where I am now representing my province being Newfoundland and Labrador in the national championship, okay? The world championship is in three weeks in Buffalo, New York, and I'm playing for Team Canada. But what happens there is they pick that. The worlds in every division are every two years, okay? So last year at the nationals, they picked a Team Canada from the people there that were involved. Think of it as a tryout every second year. And so the reason that I'm on Team Canada now and I'm posting about it in three weeks, even though there's a Nationals now, is because Team Canada got picked a year ago for the most part because we needed a year to work on things from fundraising to, uh, you know, uh, line matching and, and who can, you know, things happen. People, I don't know, I might have a new job or, or uh, in amateur sports, you know, someone's pregnant and, and, and you know, you, you know, bigger fish to fry kind of thing. You know, more important things happen outside of the floor. But for the most part, the team that gets picked, say, before Christmas from the Nationals is the, you know, 90% of who makes it, you know, in in, uh, that following year. So here we are. This team got picked a year ago from the Nationals that we played in Hamilton, Ontario. We, uh, as Newfoundland, we came second. To Saskatchewan beat us two to one in the final, and uh, but myself, I guess, and uh, Jeremy Bishop, Chris Sparks, Mike Dyke, and uh, who am I forgetting? Ryan Delaney. I suppose the Team Canada committee figured we played well enough to work ourselves on the Team Canada. This will be my the last time I played for Canada was in 2018, and that was Masters Worlds, and we won it. Uh, I was actually MVP there and top scorer. Jeremy Bishop, who played on my line from Grand Falls, Newfoundland, now lives in Cornerbrook. Bish was the top forward. Uh, Pedro Cabral, Pete Cabral, one of our good friends, played on our line. Uh, he was, I think, fourth in scoring. We had a great tournament, and it doesn't always work like that. I find ball hockey, there's a lot more parity. Everybody can run. And uh, so when I, whenever personal achievements happen, I really appreciate them because, man, it's it's just there's there's some great ball hockey players out there. And you hear about this. I mean, I talk about it. I am in the Hall of Fame. I've been playing high level since the 90s. But, you know, I started on the Canadian A, like, national level. And then I made Team Canada in 2003. So every two years, for the most part, I stopped playing on the regular men's open Team Canada in 2015. And uh, then, like I said, in 18 was my first Masters Worlds. We won it. But, I mean... If you think of all the time I was playing, like it sounds great when I was, I remember getting inducted into the Hall of Fame and they were announcing my accomplishments and it was like, you know, three-time All-Star and, you know, 18 it was. I was the MVP in 18 of the world in the Masters category, I guess. And, uh, you know, a couple times I've gone. I remember one year in 2007, uh, I was an All-Star. But, like, I've played so much, like, once every like five or six tournaments, something like that happens. 
right? Like usually we go and the best players are the best. Someone's going to step up, but it's not like anybody's consistently dominant, right? There's been years that personally I've had not the best statistics, but we've won. Uh, and it often works like that in ball hockey. There's in my mind, I mean, there's, there's great players, um, over the years, there's been, you know, in our own little, <clears throat> shouldn't say our own little world, but because there is, I mean, we go to the worlds and, you know, even here now, yesterday, I mean, the, we're in St. John. I mean, the rink was pretty much packed. Gets a great following in places. I remember playing in Bratislava being five or 6,000 there in the final. Um, so it does have pockets of followers, but, um, I know most people, when I say ball hockey, they think I'm playing like on the side of a street in an unsanctioned tournament, kind of like Chicklets Cup. And I love Chicklets Cup, but no, Chicklets Cup, anybody can come to play. You know, in the ball hockey nationals and worlds, there's sanctioned events. You know, there's you got to wear certain gear. The rules are very solid. There's just pretty much similar to hockey, but you got to play on a court. You don't just like, we don't play three on three or anything. It's five on five. The biggest difference for me is that once you gain the blue line, you got to, you got to gain the blue line being on side, but after you gain it, you can take the ball back to the red line and the whole half of the rink becomes the offensive zone. And that opens it up a, a bit and uh, you're going to be really on your toes. I find if you're not, you got to be in shape. I can kind of get by. I can come back after like an injury in ice hockey and like almost be in shape, but not quite, but no one would really notice unless you know, it goes into like four overtimes. I can kind of mask it. In ball hockey, it's really, really hard. You know, you're, you're always vulnerable because you're running as a center. I play center for the most part. You know, there's a lot of running involved, right? You want a lot of sprinting involved, right? And you, you might be sprinting on a three-on-two to keep up with the play and get mugged in front of the net. Now it goes the other way, and the bench is too far away and you've got to get back for your buddies. It's a three on two and you can make it a three on three if you just get back. But you're 20 feet behind the plane. You've just sprinted the whole length of the floor and you got to get back. Now it might be another turnover. Right? Now all of a sudden you're coming out. They get it. Now you're hemmed in and you got to keep running and running. There's no... If you leave your guy open, then it's a blatant open shot on net because they got half the zone to be offensive. So there's more time and space. So that's what I mean. Like, if you want to be honest with yourself and your teammates, man, in this sport, you've got to be, you got to come ready. So, and the other thing, because I know I said to people, I'm like, you know, come see me at the rink. A few of the boys came yesterday, like fans of Tales with TR or Shorzy or whatever, and uh, had a great chat. Like I said, I love doing that. But they were like, oh, let's get on the booze. And, you know, this place, we're going to so-and-so, and, you know, it closes It'll give us an extra hour at close. I'm like, boys, there's no fucking way, right? Like, I come to these ball hockey things. I drink water all week. Looking over now, I got fruit, you know, uh, all brand fucking skim milk, uh, Greek yogurt. Like, I prepare at these things. I had to play in two different divisions uh, at least because my buddy Pedro is coaching Vancouver and they had a couple of major injuries at the last minute. And, uh, anyway, um, you know, they might, and of course I'll answer the bell if he needs me, but you know, I'm at least playing on two different teams this week, three period games of ball hockey 
It's just fucking, and it's like 30 degrees. There's no way to escape it. There's no way to escape it. You're indoors and you're feeling it. It's muggy. It's not just hot. There's no wind or anything. It's muggy. It's it's a battle. So, no, I don't be drinking during the week at all. Uh, water. And then usually, what usually happens is that I come a day early and get fucking polluted. And then on the last day, win, lose, or draw, I get shit-faced, right? Win or lose, hit the booze kind of thing. Um, because it is, I mean you got to also respect these guys that are your teammates on these trips. You know, I, I love amateur sports because I, I might've said this before, but you know, these people like that are here playing with me this week, they're taking their holidays. Most guys on my team, uh, you know, have decent jobs, but when they take a week or two off, you know, that's a big portion of their holidays for the whole year. And they choose to do it coming and bleeding and sweating and fucking, like I said, man, blood, sweat, and tears out on that floor. We, do, we don't treat it any differently than when I was playing pro when we were in the playoffs. I'm dead serious. In some cases, there's more pride on the line here because guys, I played with guys, I don't want to say who, but you can tell. You get to the end of the year and they weren't in it. They wanted the year over. And I can kind of see it in pro. Like, I wasn't that kind of player. I was always like buy in and like whenever I got away from team first, I really, it was bad news. I wasn't good for me or anybody else, right? I was, I, I just, there was no, I shouldn't say there was no selfish bone in my body. There were, like I wanted personal statistics. I always wanted the most ice time, everything like anybody, but you know, just early on, I realized that I, I've got to curb those desires. My appetite for personal success has to be, it just has to be overrun by my desire to be a teammate. And then I know that both will work out. If I go for just personal, I can't guarantee you that the team stuff will work out. But if I go to be a great teammate, I'm a great hockey player. I know that. I'm a good hockey player, whatever. Right? I knew that. I know that I can have confidence. So if I know if I go team first, it's going to work. And that was just my my mind. I, once you tap into that, you realize who you are as a player. And every fucking time I diverted from that, something bad would happen. I'd get injured or, you know what I mean? Like not buying all in. Oh, what the fuck? I'm on the third line with so-and-so. Not getting any power play time tonight. Fuck it then, right? And it just never would work. And I'd, or, or sometimes, like say you're in a bit of a rut and they put you on the first line. There's a difference between wanting to go out and gel with your line mates then going i gotta score now i gotta score now first of all it's pressure second of all you're thinking me first and it doesn't work it doesn't think of, there must be people out there in, in their sports baseball was the same whenever i started thinking personal i just whiff at the plate it was just crazy it was like i was in my own head right there's now i'm not saying i didn't want to go up and get a fucking hit but when i would think team first let's say there's a guy on first no outs you need a run this is time to bunt, Terry. You're not going to put it over the fence, right? Oh, but I'm three for three, man. I haven't had four hits in a game all year. Okay, but we got a fucking marathon runner on first base, and all you got to do is get him down there, right? Then the fucking you bunt. I'm, I'm just saying that team first attitude, I think, goes across the board. So I'm playing with a bunch of Newfoundlanders up here now that I've known my whole life that are fucking taking their holidays from for 
fucking playing with the boys. Some of them got their families here. Lots of them do, actually, from the Masters and the Legends team. Um, so I really, really respect that. That's why I'm like I'm running out of time to play this stuff. I don't mean like age-wise because there's a fucking division for everything, but just, you know, I've got a lot of priorities being I'm, I'm with Penny Lane most of the time is the biggest one. But, you know, everything I do, next week I got to go to Victoria and give a speech, right? Out to Victoria for two days and playing actually in a great, it's going to be a uh, golf tournament in Bear Mountain if you're out that way. Jerry St. Sears is in charge of it. Should be a lot of fun. It's a good, going to be a good fun race. Sport Assist, I think it's called. It's the same cause that I gave the uh, speech for in uh, Kevin Lowe, the, uh, when I cut up Kevin Lowe, the roast of Kevin Lowe in June. But, uh, yeah, so, you know, I'm gone a lot. And, and a lot of these weekends, you know, is where someone like me, you know, when it comes to appearances and golf tournaments and signings and stuff, right, I, I got to do more and more of those. I turned down one this week. To come here um my buddy got married um a few weeks ago and uh you know same kind of thing i had i stayed back from one of these events so it's just and i would do that every time and and at what point am i being fair to my daughter and everybody else you know in that i'm in the hall of fame i've won world championships i've won nationals so part of me is like, it's selfish to come and do this, right? What do I want? More personal glory, right? Really? Do I need another? Oh, you know what? I need fucking six national championships instead of fucking five, whatever, five instead of four, right? I need to go next month and win another world championship. I've got three, right? It's like at some point, part of me is like Peter Pan got to grow up at some point and, you know, I've got to start using my time better for myself and my family and everybody around me. But the other side of that coin is Penny Lane loves me playing. She's like, I'm fine. I'm 13 now. I'll watch online. And I think it, it is a kind of a good example for her that I'm 46 and I'm still going hard um, as an athlete. Not because like of my athleticism, but it shows at least there's a goal. You know, and I'm not... Look at me, Penny Lane. I'm, I'm doing the best I can with my body and my opportunities and my abilities and the talent that I've been given as a human, right? I'm not, you know, I get it. People at my age, there's so many things that get in the way. I'm not knocking anybody, but Penny Lane, I'm not fat. I'm not overweight. I, I, I'm not lazy. I try to get things done. I do the best for you, and I'm still playing. You're an athlete. Well, I'm still playing, and I can relate to her, and she there's a respect there about that. She might come in and go, Dad, my Achilles hurts. You know, and I'm like, I know exactly. I know exactly. Pitbull pain relief, the pain sticks that don't quit. <laughs> Those two, but no, there's just little things, right? Dad, my groin hurts, and oh, okay. Well, here, maybe we'll try this. And have you ever tried a cold tub before a game penny lane or a cold shower, right? Maybe that'll, for me, it used to wake me up. I felt um, energized. Um you know, when do you eat Penny Lane? I like to eat. What do you do, Dad, for your games in the Worlds when you go to the World Championship? I'm like, well, I eat, you know, five, six hours before, and then I might have a little snack before, and I always got orange oranges in my bag close to me, and I always got Gatorade and water. Okay, Dad, like, so there's, 
there's a level of mutual athletic respect there, first of all, and there's being some sort of a role model. So I guess you juggle all those things together and it's a judgment call, right? Um, but in this particular case, and my buddies, I got five real, four really, really good friends that are on Team Canada this year uh, with me, Chris Sparks, Ryan Delaney, uh, Chris Sparks from Mr. Lube at the end of these podcasts, uh, Mike Dyke and Jeremy Bishop, the boys are my real closest friends in hockey and I figured, you know, to get to wear the Maple Leaf again and play with them will be uh, an honor to say the least. So that's what I'm doing. But I'll tell you what's funny. For years, I would get the cold shower, cold bath before the game, right? Because I've heard that cold water gets the lactic acid out or, or whatever it might be in your legs, you know, that, that, that causes that burning feeling when you're, like, running. And, like, when I'm out there, when I'm at the top of my game, I don't come off because my, like you get off when your line gets off, but I don't get exhausted from the, from the lungs point of view, right? A lot of people get that lungs. That's what, you, give, you know, that's the reason that they got to come off. It's often not that for me. It's I overheat. So under my gear, even in hockey, I wear nothing. I'm going naked. I don't wear socks. Um, and when I'm ball hockey, I, I wear in like the ball hockey socks, but say under my hockey gear, I don't wear anything. I got bikini brief, like little tiny underwear on, and that's it. I'm naked otherwise. It could be freezing, but I know that when I'm out there, if I got clothes on underneath, I'll get tired in half the time. So I'm looking for every advantage. And the other one is, so I overheat when I'm out there, and I get a, I get like a burning feeling in my legs, like quads towards my knees, right? And that I've heard is lactic acid, amongst other things. You know, my legs could be tight or whatever. But so if I can get that burn not there, I can play twice as long. You know what I mean? It's not the cardio usually. So I used to really pay attention to that. So from what I ate to like, even if I didn't have a tub, I'd get a cold hose before and like sit down and like hose my, or put ice all over my legs or whatever it would be. But I've noticed lately that that changes because at my age now, and honestly, I, I, I've i never noticed like a black and white difference because I always skate and play with the best around in Newfoundland, like even all summer, right? Like the skates I'm going to, I'm skating at least four times a week, if not six, right? There's a skate almost every day and sometimes twice a day. So, but I'm going with like the growlers and like, you know, new hook when he comes back, Dawson Mercer comes on with us. You know, all the senior hockey guys. So I go, I'm sure that I've slowed down. I can tell when I'm skating out there and Dawson Mercer's there. I mean, I used to play in the NHL. I can tell that this guy and Newhook especially, I never was that fast. But I can just tell when I'm out there now, like thinking back that, of course, I've lost. I must have lost a step, you know. I can feel it. It's It's hard to get back. But I'm there and I'm doing it. So I think if I'd taken like 10 years off of that, I would really have noticed. But even when I look at myself on tape from like earlier, you know, somebody, oh, yeah, I forgot that I could like break away like that because it's gone. But what happens is that I find your body stays in that rhythm. And, you know, if I stop, first of all, it's happened a couple of times. Actually, when we shot Shorzy, because a lot of times we're doing it and we don't have time to like actually skate or anything. We're like doing the scenes. 
but it's not keeping you in great cardio shape. And I'll find I'll start to seize up a bit. But outside of that, what happens is that like my body is definitely more aches and pains. I know it. If I get up in the morning and go like straight outside for a walk, my ankles, my Achilles, my knees, you know, even sometimes if it's cold out or it's rainy, parts of my upper body definitely like hands. But like I'll notice that. So now to combat it, I get a hot I, a hot tub is always bad, I find, but I get a hot bath. Um, meaning the jets and all that, but I get a hot bath before and often like a, a warmer shower because now it makes my body, it's coming at it from the other side of the coin. Now, okay, I'll give up a bit of lactic acid as long as I can get these aches and pains gone, right? Any fucking hockey player I think would be able to tell you, that, I mean, that started when I was like 30, maybe even earlier, but I remember being like 30 going, okay, like ooh, my knee doesn't seem like it's ever going to get better, right? And then you just got to deal with that pain. Right. Uh, it's there. It's not keeping you out forever. Any ex hockey players probably know what I mean. Younger and older than me. It happens at all stages. I'm sure it's only going to get worse. But to me, I try to prepare myself the best I possibly can for the situation that I'm in. And now it's honestly gotten to that point that I feel I can still run with. I'm sure I've lost a step, but, you know, with some of the best around and I can. I can make the moves and I still got some vision there. Like I don't feel ever too far behind the play at the top level or whatever I'm doing, but it's the different levels of preparation, right? I even found in my twenties, it didn't really matter what I ate. I mean, I, I would, but I didn't really find a difference if I had steak or fucking craft dinner, or, you know, if I had it a few hours, but I would always get stitch if I ate right before the game, but eating four or five hours before, it really didn't matter. I mean, we were getting told all this stuff by nutritionists, but it didn't fucking matter. That's the truth. But then all of a sudden, it started really that it did matter. And now it really matters. I got to make sure all day long to be drinking water all day long. Like, like, I'm not thirsty. Just drink, 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 drink. Mix in a Gatorade, bananas, oranges, fucking raisin bran muffins, tuna sandwiches, whatever it is. Right now, it's the fuel that goes in. I'm having a coffee as we speak, and I know I got to nullify this with three fucking big waters, bottles of water right after this. I bought 24 waters yesterday, and they're half done. Like, and I hate drinking water, but it's at this point, I find more so than ever, it's just like a vehicle, man, whatever fuel you put in it, right? If I put in good fuel, I feel way better. I don't know if this is a story or like, where the fuck am I going with this? Like, what am I talking about? What am I talking about? I think it makes sense, but no one asked for this. But I'm sure that most athletes out there can relate. Maybe that's why I, I start to get on. I mean, you guys are like a, a, a fucking a blanket or an, an umbrella of therapists out there, you know, <laughs> because I find I get onto a topic, but once I can relate to something that I think other people can, I'm like finding out my own patterns of my mental patterns and my physical patterns as, as an athlete, as a professional, as whatever, right? New customers, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use promo code THPN. Bet just $5 to score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's promo code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, 
Call 800-327-5050 or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700 on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. In West Virginia, gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly in partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. One boost per eligible game. Opt-in required. Max bet $50. 10-plus leg required for 100% boost. Eligibility, wagering, and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash baseball terms. Even if you're not going on vacation, summer's all about a vacation state of mind. Whether I'm checking out some of TR's music recommendations, throwing on my own summer playlist, or listening to other shows on my favorite hockey podcast network, I love creating my own summer soundtrack by popping in my Raycon wireless earbuds. There's so much going on all summer, sometimes you need some upbeat music to pump you up before you see people, or to stay calm with some guided meditation. I recently got to see Blink-182 in concert, and since then they've been my go-to summer listening. And let me tell you, Raycons are the best way to listen to some Blink-182. And here's why. You can use the earbud tap functions to toggle between three customizable sound profiles, including noise isolation and awareness mode. Better yet, Raycons have a 32-hour battery life, including 8 hours of playtime, so that you can listen to what you want, when you want, for a really long time. They come with custom gel tips for the most comfortable in-ear fit, and they start at half the price of other premium audio brands, and they sound just as good. And if that's still not enough for you, Raycons come with a 30-day happiness guarantee, so you really can't lose. Create your own soundtrack with Raycon. Right now, Tales with TR listeners can get 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com THPN. That's buyraycon.com THPN to save 15% on Raycons. Buyraycon.com THPN. I also come to these things. I got to figure out when to do my podcast. Um, I'm at the Days Inn here now in St. John. And, you know, um, went to, uh, I got a couple of auditions to do. So I got my, uh, whatever you call it, fucking ring of light or whatever. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I got friends to see. And I'm certainly uh, not complaining, but it's just uh, when I come on these events, I, uh, I'm real busy. But I really got to prepare myself. So I guess where did I start? Um, my daughter being a priority. Uh, the boys asked me to go drink. Look, at the end of this thing, I'll get shit faced. I also normally people ask me, man. Normally, I know you might think different, judging by the lunacy that is sometimes my Instagram stories and whatnot, my social media. But. I usually, if I'm at home, I drink one night a week. And that night is usually Friday. Because we'll have a skate, even in the winter, when all the boys are gone back playing or whatever, we still got high-level skates, uh, the senior hockey guys, whatever. And there's a couple on Friday. One's at 12 and one one's at 2. And I'll usually pick one or the other. And uh, 
and then head down over the hill. They're usually at Patty Etman's rink. Those that know St. John's is up by St. Bonds and where St. Pat's used to be, the Yetman Arena. And literally, man, go there. And uh, usually we got a little bit of food afterwards and uh, some beers. And I head down over the hill. And I go to George Street. That's normally, right? Then it's that's that, that's my Friday night. Then I get up Saturday with somewhat of a hangover, take Penny Lane to Smitty's or whatever it is. Uh, if it's decent weather, out to the park. If it's winter, we'll, I don't know, go to a movie or something like that. And then I'll get my ducks in a row on Sunday for the next week with my podcast or whatever it is, <laughs> acting or whatever. That's normally what happens. But summertime can often get out of hand. Chicklet's Cup is totally different, by the way. And when I just told you about my preparation now and everything, that changes that spit that Chicklet's Cup because I know that it's kind of my slash our job. You know, I'm not going to the Chicklet's Cup and not drinking Pink Whitney with the boys and Big Deal Brew. I mean, that's why they got us there. It's a celebration. It's a, it's a, it's a, you know, I still got to keep myself fucking hydrated. So it'll more be, to be honest, nothing against Pink Whitney. I'll have one or two, but I'll have vodka and soda all night. So at least I'm getting some water. But, Everything I just said about preparation, that goes on its head when we're at Chicklet's Cup. Uh, you know, part of that is entertainment, entertaining, hanging out with friends. And, you know, if Nose Face saw me the night before we played each other, go home on water at like eight in the evening and watch a movie, he would, I think, have reason. He would, yeah, to like, Say, what the fuck? You know, call me out. I, he, he could call me out there. We're expected to go to that thing and do our thing. Anyway. Anyway. What the fuck was I talking about? One thing that I have to say, and, you know, I've never met this guy formally. I've spoken to him on the Internet, and I hope he comes on my podcast one time. <clears throat> Nate Thompson. So Nate Thompson retired. Hockey fans will know who I'm talking about. Nate played on... A lot of teams um and i mean that you know sometimes people go oh he's a suitcase it also means a lot of teams wanted him and he's one of those guys he's a depth player so you know year to year people um you know with this with their hard cap there's different roles there's a lot more fluidity than there used to be and um let me see i'm, I'm curious when nate played i know he played in montreal okay boston New York Islanders, Tampa Bay Lightning, um, Anaheim Ducks, Ottawa Senators, Kings, Canadians, Flyers, and Jets. And this fucking guy was drafted 183rd overall. He came from, um, played in Alaska. Like I said, you guys know her. Me mentioned BJ Young before. And uh, Scott Gomez, by extension, played in Tri-City when I was leaving. He was BJ's buddy. I never really got to know Scott that well, but... Um, I have a respect from for, for anybody coming from Alaska into the Western League as Nate did. Um, and, you know, I guess being successful, Nate played four years in Seattle. And listen, I'm going to read you out his stats now. And people think because he played tough and, you know, was a gamer that he's bigger than he is. I mean, he's 6'1", 205, little Little tiny bit bigger than me. When I played, I was almost 6'1", 195. It was around when I, I'm, yeah, I'm probably a little, I'm around that now. So, I'll give you, this is his years in the league. Now, this is what's wild. For four years straight, 
he gets 69 games played, 39 points. 61 games played, 34 points. 65 games played, 36 points. 58 games played, 34 points. Always reliable. Always. Right? Um, penalty minutes, like I said, never going to fucking go out and grab the toughest guy in the league. I mean, not that he wouldn't. But just grind it his way. Like, block shots, play the role, and you'll get penalty minutes along the way. Right? 42, 48. 39, 83, right? So he, like, it, it, it's a tough guy to define for me because I think people expected, when I say people, well, who do I say? I'm just going in the last, like, couple weeks since he announced it. And, you know, I talk hockey a lot. And I talk hockey a lot with Western League players, um, observers, uh, obviously anybody that watches the NHL playoffs, you know, would are very very aware of the success of some of the team that Nate, Nate, Nate has played on, including the Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, and on all those teams, I just said that because I mean, it's not like he didn't ever get into the playoffs. Like guys that you look, like uh, you know, in the NHL, Nate wouldn't get a lot of points, but he was just. How could I explain it? I think. High energy, focused, good teammate, gritty. Gritty. You can be gritty without having to go out and get in 30 fights a year. You know what I mean? Um, because I was surprised. He played so long with so many teams that in his retirement, you know, and again, I'm down to green sleeve shoot the shit. It's George Street Festival. Hockey players coming and going. I'm not saying it was the main topic of conversation. But, you know, Lionel Messi had come up, maybe Matthews. And a lot of people were talking about Thompson. And because I'd always really followed him, I was kind of surprised at the different takes I got uh, on Nate Thompson. You know, a Habs fan might say one thing. A Flyers fan might say another. A Tampa Bay. But he was a leader on these teams. Remember on the Habs, he wore the A, right? Now, that season, I don't remember him having more than 15 or 20 points. But he wore it for a fucking reason. And I often say to people, there's a lot more going on than these stats that you see on Hockey TV. Really, they can be interpreted a lot of different ways. And Nate Thompson played so fucking long because he was gritty. He was a good teammate, a great teammate. Right? Like, I, without so many flying fists, I found him a lot like Aaron Asham. Um, now, Ash obviously dropped his gloves, and he that was part of Ash's thing is that he had one of the hardest punches in the league middleweight or heavyweight or lightweight or what? I guess Ash was a middleweight, but I mean, he fought the heavies and I think he was knocking on that door. The only reason you'd say middleweight is because of his actual physical size being about, I don't know what's Ash, 5'10", 5, 5'11", 5, you know, 190, you know? I mean, he was 170 in junior doing that. I know he got a lot bigger in pro, but Ash was still never as big as the big tough guys he was fighting a lot of the time. Well, Nate was just gritty. Right? He wasn't grabbing guys and knocking them out all the time, but just a gritty player that would play both ways, and by the end of the game, you're just sick of seeing him, and he wears down a defenseman, he wears him down, he wears him down, he wears him down, and then boom, late in the game, the puck gets free for Stamkos, goal, or whoever. But that's, that's the kind of player that it's just a lot that doesn't show up on analytics. But there's a fucking reason he played so long, and so many teams wanted him, right? So 
God damn, if that's not the best example I can think in recent history of a guy's importance that doesn't show up on Hockey DB. In any case, I'm a big fan. I like that he kept playing. In this day and age, people got some money made. They often retire early. He fucking went till he couldn't go anymore. He gave everything he could to the game. And what else can we ask? What else can we ask for someone? From someone. Fans out there? Right? That you give everything you can to the game. Think of the teams that you're you're cheering for, whether you're a Habs fan or a Vancouver fan or a Leafs fan or a Columbus fan or a fucking Dallas fan or whoever. You're in Dallas? Look at Joe Pavelski. Right? Just think of guys that look at Patrice fucking Bergeron. Now, it's more emphasized with Patrice Bergeron because, quite frankly, he's a better player than Nate Thompson. He's one of the best of his generation. I think you could make an argument with Patrice Bergeron, one of the best two-way players ever, I think. Couldn't you? I think you could. But he gave everything, everything he could to the game. Well, that's what I think of Nate Thompson. It's just, it's not always so magnified when you're you're not in the fucking leaderboard of the scorers ever, you know? But seems like a great guy and uh, was very open about some of his struggles with addiction, which helped a lot of people being open. I believe he's been off the bottle now for more than five years, six or seven, I think. And everything else that came with it, he was very open about his drug use and everything. I get that, man. I do. I often talk about it when people retire, but there's another thing. To, there's a whole rush that you're playing, man. And I just remember being so nervous before games. You know, it's not always about the fighting or the physical part. It's just, man, hey, whoa, I'm, 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 you know, it, it hits you. I'm, I'm 20 odd years old. I'm 19. I'm 20. I'm 21. And I got to go out there now and entertain 21, 22,000 people. And there's going to be cameras everywhere. And and it's so much fun. It's a rush. But if, after the game, you come down, you come down and you're in the room. Yeah, of course I want a beer. Give me a fucking beer. You got a joint too? You know, like often, if especially if you get injured and you need fucking Viking or Percocet to go with that, right? And then... <clears throat> Your injury, right? You might you might get to the end of your injury and deal with the pain for the last few days. Save the six or seven Percocets or the Vicodins or whatever painkiller you got for the concert that comes into town next week because you know that gives you a good feeling, right? Like that shit happens. It's easy to fall off the fucking straight and narrow. It really is. But to be honest and open about it and keep going and 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 get some resolve and actually use it to help you be a better person. Fuck man. I just, there's so much about that guy that I like that I respect. I will say, uh, good luck in your retirement, Nate. And, uh, hopefully to get you on this podcast sometime. And you know what? I hope sometime. Cause I, you know, I have been to Anchorage a few times. More than that, I've been there a half dozen times, and I do have some ties up there, obviously, with, with BJ and whatnot, and just having played. I loved going there in the West Coast League um, with Idaho and Colorado Springs. 
I, uh, yeah, if I ever make it back, hopefully we can go fishing or something like that. Um, you seem like a cool guy with a, uh, with your head on your shoulders. So congrats for everybody else. I'll be back in just a couple days. Now, who's the guest going to be this week? I don't fucking know yet because I don't know when these games are going to be played. Today I have a game, this being Tuesday, at 2 o'clock with the Legends team and then again at 8 o'clock with the Masters team. And uh, Masters being over 34. And um, you guys might recognize Jeremy Bishop from Chicklets Cup. Bishop will be there. Justin Pender. Pender will be there uh, from Chicklets Cup. So there will... Uh, if anybody actually wants to watch, you can get it on cbha.com online. And um, I think that you just follow the links or whatever. But, yeah, if you're Chicklets fans, it'll be me and uh, Bish and Justin Pender. And, uh, of course, lots of other great Newfoundlanders, friends of mine. But uh, those are the ones you'll notice. And uh, you'll get to see us on October 5th. And the con man's going to be there. And... Uh, yeah, we've got uh, we've got some great pickups. I don't know. Well, yeah, the boys have already announced it. So I picked up Andrew Shaw, who's a great fucking hockey player, obviously with two Stanley Cups. But Andrew played ball hockey for Team Canada, so he gets it. So he was a great find because it's not always an easy transition. I don't care who you are from ball hockey to ice or ice hockey to ball hockey. Um, of course. You're going to have an advantage. And I'm sure if like fucking Patty Kane played ball hockey, he'd be better than me. I'm just saying there are some nuances to the game that are different and there's different plays. And, and you know, when it comes down to one timers or, you know, the ball moving in the air and stuff that someone who never played before wouldn't kind of get positionally where to go. But Andrew does get that because he played on Team Canada ball hockey uh, junior for all his NHL career. And he also is a champion in great shape. So I'm uh, I'm looking forward to playing with Andrew Shaw in something. He's always been one of my favorites um, since he's been playing, and so this will be nice. We got him added to the Chicklets Cup. Pretty much running it back, but I do have a few tricks up my sleeve. Hopefully this time we can beat Noseface. And, uh, yeah, if nothing else, it'll be a good time either way. We'll be in Buffalo, New York, October 5th, October 8th. Folks, if you're in downtown St. John's, drop by. The Bull and Barrel dropped by Trinity Pub, TJ's Pub, Green Sleeves, Rob Roy Confusion, or the Martini Bar. That's where I like to wet my whistle. If I'm going to have a bite to eat, have a scoff, as they say, I usually go to Merchant Tavern, Blue on Water, or Wedgwood Cafe. If you're looking for Mr. Lube, there's two locations, St. John's, Newfoundland. One is Torbay Road, and one is Kenmount Road. Live, laugh, lube. Power conditioning, strength, and balance for the body and mind. Power conditioning on Rope Walk Lane. See Ryan Power for details. Pitbull Pain Relief. The pain sticks that just don't quit. Go to pitbullpainrelief.com. See what all the fuss is about. True hockey. Take what's yours. Folks, I'll be back in just a few days with a great guest, I promise. Just don't know who it is yet. Catch you on the rebound. Take care.